Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying a uh, good off-season week here this week. And um, yeah, rookie drafts are in full swing, and I am excited. Uh, unfortunately, most of my <laughs> rookie drafts have been slow drafts, and people have been definitely trying to milk the clock as much as possible this week, so that hasn't been the best, but, you know, it's uh, it's time, and, and that's the, the best part of Dynasty is probably the rookie draft season. I love it so much, so um, what I wanted to talk to you guys about here today was uh, last episode I gave my overall tiers for all the rookies and uh, how I would consider drafting them in the rookie drafts, and now that we've gotten a lot more people who have really taken the time to break down a ranking for all of the rookies, I wanted to compare where my rankings and the consensus rankings were different. And I've seen a lot of these rankings kind of reflected in my rookie drafts. So there's some definitely some massive values that we can see with some of these players that I'll get to as we go through here. So uh, like I said, welcome in and thank you guys for joining me. And before we get into it, I just want to say um, I'm excited. I had to kick this off tonight. I uh, had to get a late workout in and uh, I got my, my fifth year anniversary tomorrow that me and my wife are going to, so I'm going to be off the next couple of days. So yeah, I'm excited. It'll uh, it'll be a nice time away from the kids. <laughs> so uh, all right, so that said, hopefully while uh, I'm, I'm on my honeymoon getaway or my anniversary getaway, my <laughs> league mates don't push through too many of my draft picks here, but we'll see. I won't mind uh, if I have to take a little bit of time away to, to pick some rookies here, but all right, so last time, if you want to hear my, my overall tiers on how I would draft these guys, go listen to Monday's episode. Uh, but real quick, wanted to run through the, the um, top 12. I'm going to go round by round for the first three rounds of the rookie drafts and the consensus rankings for these guys as we're going through here. So um, the top 12 is going to be Brees Hall, Drake London, and this is all, sorry, real quick, this is all going to be for Superflex as well. So um, Superflex is the ultimate way to play Dynasty. If you're not in it, I mean, you're missing out. It's just so much more fun than just one quarterback. So take that with a grain of salt. So um, the, the nice thing is in one quarterback, pretty much all of the first round rankings are going to be the exact same. So not much is going to change there. But yeah, this is going to be a Superflex uh, review as well. So number one is going to be Brees Hall. Number two is going to be Drake London. Three is Garrett Wilson. Four is Traylon Burks. Five is Kenneth Walker. Six is Jamison Williams. Seven is Chris Olave. Eight is the first quarterback here in Kenny Pickett. Uh, number nine is George Pickens. Number 10, Sky Moore. Uh, 11, Jahan Dotson. And 12, Christian Watson. So this is consensus rankings that we've seen uh, from all the experts that have kind of been putting this out the last couple of days. So um, in the first round, there's a few names and there's a few trends that I'm seeing here that really kind of stand out to me. The first name that I'm going to call out here that I think is falling an insane amount, and I haven't seen this too much in my actual drafts, but Kenneth Walker being the fifth overall player. I get it. He went to Seattle. It's not the best landing spot. You know, they've got Rashad Penny. People love Rashad Penny for his breakout at the end of last year. But Rashad Penny's on a one-year deal. He's he's done after this year. Chris Carson hasn't been healthy in like three seasons now. He hasn't played a full season in forever, if he's played a full season at all. Um, I don't think Chris Carson's coming back. 
I the way that Chris Carson ran, he was such a violent runner. We all knew that his time was eventually going to come to an end, and I think his time has ran out. He is done. So Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny is a nasty combination. You throw into the the mix that they got a first round offensive lineman. They're really trying to improve the offensive line this year. Uh, they got Drew Locke. They got Noah Fant. They're really trying to improve this offense. It's a very explosive offense. If the O-line can just hold it together, this offense is going to move and it is going to be very nasty. So the fact that Kenneth Walker, I know he's the RB2, and five is nitpicking a little bit here, but in the first round, you know, it, it's pretty chalk to what I've seen here. But Kenneth Walker at five, I just think that's crazy. I've seen him going two quite a bit, and uh, it, it's probably due to the running back scarcity that we're seeing, but... Yeah, I just really like uh, the value. If you can get Kenneth Walker at the fifth overall pick in any of your drafts, definitely slam that. Because if you take out Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, of the first round, there are nine wide receivers that go in the consensus rankings. That is insane. So that is the other major trend from the first round that I do not like whatsoever. Um, if you're picking in the top four or five guys, that's great. You're getting one of those top three wide receivers that's on my rankings, which, again, I'll just re- really quickly run through them. It's Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, or Drake London. The consensus actually has Garrett Wilson here. For me, he falls one tier down um, to six, but it's not a huge drop there. But if you can get one of those top three wide receivers, one of the top two running backs, that's great. The next round of wide receivers... Jamison, after Jamison Williams, whether you take him there or not, whether you consider him as one of those lower tier, uh, for me he's a top five guy, but Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, pretty much interchangeable, and Chris Olave. That is the end of the tier of wide receivers that I want to really kind of hammer in the first round. The nine through 12 guys there, um, George Pickens is the only one there, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. 10 through 12, George Pickens at nine. Um, I do like that quite a bit. I think that George Pickens is an alpha dog, and he went to a great landing spot. Pittsburgh is known for developing wide receivers. It's more than likely that Chase Claypool is going to be on the way out out of the Steelers here in the next couple of years. George Pickens is going to be that dude. I'm telling you now, invest in George Pickens while you can. Um, but Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, they are just you're 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 taking a wide receiver at the end of the first year. Over a quarterback, and I know, I get it. The quarterbacks went late. They're all third-round picks. They all suck. I get it. <laughs> it sucks. But the the when we're, we're going through these rookie drafts, you're taking lottery tickets. None of us know whether these rookies are going to hit or if they're going to miss. Everyone loves Sky Moore. He was a very explosive wide receiver in college. That's great. We've seen explosive guys come to the NFL, and they just burn out. They don't make it. We've also seen guys that in college weren't the best, Come to the NFL and explode. If you hit on one of those those quarterbacks over a Sky Moore, it's going to pay off for your roster so much more than than just Sky Moore hitting. There's so many wide receivers in the NFL right now that if Sky Moore hits, it's not going to be a difference maker for your team. If Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, one of those guys, uh, if one of those guys hits for your team at the end of the first round. That is huge. So that leads me into the best values, in my opinion, in your rookie drafts are going to be the early second round picks. The 201 to 204 basically are just free money, in my opinion, because 
as we start going through the second round here, again, nine wide receivers in the first round. That's just, it's, it's too many. It's like they say in the actual NFL draft. <laughs> Once you're down to, you don't want to be the last guy on a run of a position, right? Because then you're getting the seventh best wide receiver, the eighth best wide receiver when you could be getting the third best running back in this in this class, which is, according to the consensus rankings, James Cook, who is the 201, right? So you're taking Sky Moore, who, if he hits, that's great, and he has a high chance. He's in a good offense, a very explosive player, but it's a crowded back backfield, you know. There's a lot of competition there. It's not the best. I mean, they even added um, the uh, Justin Ross, I think his name is, from Clemson. So there's a lot of competition there for Sky Moore, and I get it. I like Sky Moore quite a bit, but you're taking him over Malik Willis, over Desmond Ritter, over Matt Crowell, over James Cook, over Rashad Rashad, uh, White. There's a lot of guys going after these three, Jahan Dotson and Christian Watson. The upside for these guys is great. I get it. I really do. But the impact that they make if they hit is going to be a lot less than the impact that these uh, running backs and quarterbacks make for your team if they hit. So... Going into the second round here, this is the consensus rankings for the second round. 201 is James Cook, 2, uh, Rashad White, 3, Malik Willis, 4, John Mechie, really, really? 5, Desmond Ritter, 6, Wandale Robinson, 7, David Bell, 8, Jalen Tolbert, 9 is Matt Corral in a Superflex ranking, 10, Alec Pierce, 11, Damon Pierce, and 12 is Isaiah Spiller. I get it. The running backs aren't the best. It's not the best class for quarterbacks, not the best class for running backs. But you're telling me that the 13th receiver is better than the fifth running back in this class? It's just, it's wild. So again, the the best values for your rookie drafts that I'm seeing, and this is what I've experienced. I had four uh, second round picks in the draft today. I got, uh, I got Matt Corral. I got Rashad White. I got Isaiah Spiller. And I got um, even Trey McBride. It was a loaded second round. The second round picks are the best value in the entire draft right now. I get it. The, the top seven picks, if you can get one of those top wide receivers, it's fine. But if you're at, at three or four, you could trade down to seven with the smallest of loss in, uh, in value in terms of the wide receiver that you're getting there. But you're telling me that you're going to take John Mechie with the Houston Texans who's going to be the third maybe wide receiver on that team, maybe the fourth wide receiver on that team. I have no idea. Over Desmond Ritter, just because Desmond Ritter was taken in the third round, you're out of your mind. Same with Matt Corral. I get it. People don't have to like them, but again, the impact that those guys will have if they hit on your team is going to blow John Mechie out of the water. At best, John Mechie will be like wide receiver 20 in a season, and the difference between wide receiver 20 and wide receiver 36 is like, a point per game. It's nothing. But in the difference between Kirk Cousins and uh, who's another one? Um, I'm trying to think of a lower quarterback from last year. Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield, for example. Um, Kirk Cousins was a fringe quarterback one. Matt Corral could easily be in that territory. And he's the lowest consensus ranking out of all these top four quarterbacks. So I have all of these guys above Kenny Pickett, who's going at eight overall, by the way. So I think that the best value in your rookie drafts is going to be the early second round, even the mid-second round, but just second round picks in general, because all of these top guys are just falling down the board. 
Isaiah Spiller at the 212. That is nuts. I get it. Again, not the best combine stats. Damian Pierce went to Houston in the third round. He's got draft capital. He's got an explosive uh, frame, big body guy, and, uh, you know, he's got good pass catching chops. He's also got opportunity as well. So why are we letting these guys slip? Damian Pierce is the fifth running back in consensus rankings, and he's going after the 13th wide receiver. Alec Pierce is not going to make that much of a difference over Damian Pierce. So again, if it was me um, in the second round, I really li- I, I don't think that James Cook or Rashad White should even be in the second round. I think they should be fringe wide receiver or uh, round one picks. Same with Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. Personally, I have Matt Corral over Desmond Ritter. Um, I have a different, a little bit of a tear gap there because I think Matt Corral is the best quarterback on that team. He's going to beat out Sam Darnold. I'm just not that big a fan of Sam Darnold. Now, I have him a lot higher, but again, you can get Matt Corral according to consensus rankings with the 2-6-2-7. So if you like these guys like I do, like if you're using my tier um, system, you would be getting a steal on Isaiah Spiller, Damon Pierce, uh, Matt Corral, and then you're telling me that you're going to take Wandale Robinson and David Bell over all those guys. It's just crazy. Now, and it gets even worse as we get into the top of the third round. The bottom of the third round, it's whatever. This draft, um, and I was talking about this actually today with one of my coworkers. This draft is not the best draft in terms of elite talent. It, it doesn't have those elite guys, but this draft is insane in terms of depth, like just pure depth. It is nuts because we get through 30 picks here before I even see like a major drop off in just terms of talent where I'm just not really that interested after that. That's two and a half full rounds. You're, you're halfway through the third round of picks of guys where I'm actually pretty interested here. So, um, yeah, I just think it's kind of crazy how all these wide receivers are going so high and all these other players are just pushing further and further down the board. So let me get here into the third round real quick. Zamir White is the 301. Trey McBride, Trey McBride the number one tight end in this class. I get it. He went to Arizona. He's going to have to sit behind Zach Ertz, but it's the perfect situation. Is everyone forgetting about uh, Dallas Goddard? I mean, he's in a great situation now, sat behind Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is 34 years old. He's no spring chicken. He's going to be done here in the next year, maybe two. So next year, Trey McBride is going to have all the opportunity in the world. And this isn't redraft, guys. This is dynasty. I don't know why we're, we're fading Trey McBride to the, the beginning of the third round over someone like, like again, Alec Pierce or Jalen Tolbert here. So it's just kind of crazy. Wandale Robinson. These guys are all going way ahead of, of Trey McBride here. Uh, number three here in the third round is going to be Brian Robinson. Number four is Pierre Strong. Number five, Tyron Davis Price, the, uh, the running back that went to the Niners that they kind of reached on. Number six is Tyler Algier, uh, seven, Jelani Woods, eight, Sam Howell, nine, Bayless Jones, and this is where it really kind of starts to fall off here, and yeah, I don't really have much to say on these back half guys, but 10 is going to be Tyquan Thornton, um, 11 is Khalil Shakir, and 12 is going to be Calvin Austin, so again, a ton of wide receivers. The last four picks in the third round on consensus rankings are all wide receivers, and 
that's just it, it's too much. It, it's too many wide receivers in the top 36 picks. We have about 20 wide receivers in the, in the top uh, top 36 picks in a super flex ranking. I get again. I know that the uh, I know that the quarterbacks don't have the draft capital, but there's five guys in here, and it's just yeah. The running backs are all too low. Some notable names here that didn't even make the list in the top three rounds that I had in my top 30 um, are Hassan Haskins is not listed there. I think that he's a perfect uh, handcuff to um, Derrick Henry there in Tennessee. Cade Otten, the tight end from, uh, he went to Tampa Bay. Again, he's got a perfect opportunity ahead of him. I know that everyone's kind of worried about Tampa Bay after Tom Brady retires, which is probably going to be after this year. But, I mean, they have built they, – they signed a lot of these guys to longer-term contracts. They're not going to be trying to just blow it up here after Tom Brady leaves. It's not like Green Bay where they signed uh, him to an, a nasty ex, uh, extension where, if, if you guys don't remember, Green Bay signed Aaron Rodgers to an extension where basically – if he leaves in two years at the end of his extension, it's like 76 million dead cap. That's just an insane number. At that point, they are going to be blowing it up and rebuilding. But Tampa Bay doesn't really have that. They signed Chris Godwin to a three-year deal. Um, they've got Leonard Fournette on a two-year deal, but it's pretty cheap. I mean, half the defensive guys they've got on two, three-year deals. So after this season, they're definitely not going to be trying to blow it up. And Kate Otten's not even mentioned here in the top 36 picks. So um, again, in the top of the first, in the third round here, Zamir White. I get people aren't that excited about him, but again, he's the sixth running back on the board at the beginning of the third round. You're taking Jalen Tolbert over him, David Bell, Wandell Robinson. Again, these names I just keep repeating. And it's just... It, the positional value of running back, it's just way too valuable here to be letting these guys go this late. Uh, Brian Robinson again, Pierre Strong, all these guys. These guys are, are about in a, in a tier together, but Tyler Algier, I get that he was a fifth-round running back. Um, he went to Atlanta, the Falcons, in the fifth round, and he's going at 3-6. He could be the steal of the drafts, the the um, Antonio Gibson of this season, because if he hits, and he has a very good chance of hitting, because he has a very good athletic profile. I'm actually going to pull up his um, his stats real quick. So he is actually, uh, let's see. His draft and combine measurements, right? He's a big, big body dude. 5'11", 225, with good arms and good hand size. He ran a 4'6", which is perfectly fine for a running back of that size. Not everyone is uh, Jonathan Taylor running the 4'4", but he had a decent broad jump, decent vertical jump. He's not the most explosive guy. I get it. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but... He's got good measurables, and he's got no competition, right? So if he hits for Atlanta, oh my goodness, it is going to be the steal of the draft. He could return maybe fringe upper second uh, round pick value next year. Next year is going to be tough because 2023 has been hyped up for so long that people have built it up in their minds as being something more than what it actually is. Um, the players are going to be really good, but 
you got to live in, in reality of your your league, right? You got to get guys to help you win the title. And uh, Tyler Algier might help you win a title this season, right? So I, I just think it's kind of crazy that he's going at the 3-6. Jelani Woods maybe um, a little bit higher here, but again, I don't really hate it here in the in the third round. Um, it kind of depends on your league settings. If you're in tight end premium like I am, I got tight, I got Trey McBride. Speaking of, of Trey McBride and the disrespect here, I got Trey McBride at the 210 in our tight end premium league. Again, the number one consensus uh, tight end by everyone pre-draft, post-draft, and again, 210. W- what are we doing here, guys? Like, the the second round is just a, a mess. <laughs> the second round is a mess, and things have not settled out yet. So, um, that is my thoughts on the rookie rankings and some of the biggest trends that I've seen so far. And in all of the, the, the drafts that I've done so far, it has been pretty close to uh, consensus in the first round. I've seen Brees Hall, usually Kenneth Walker goes number two, but I've seen him slip to three or four a couple times. And again, that's just crazy value. It should be one, two, uh, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, those two back to back there at the top of the draft. And then you can start, because you can really interchange these wide receivers. I know that I have them in different tiers, but Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, pick your poison. Literally all those guys have the same potential to hit and the same bust potential. I think they were all first round wide receivers here in the in the draft this last um, this last weekend. And it's just, we don't know who's going to hit. Eventually, these guys are all going to diverge. They're all going to end up with different values. But right now, you can literally claim whichever one you think is the wide receiver one and get them anywhere in those top seven picks there. So it's been pretty consensus like that as well. But the fact that George Pickens, Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, I like the upside of those guys at the end of the first. But James Cook has the potential. If he could be 80% of Dalvin Cook and you get him with the, the 110, that's crazy value, right? Dalvin Cook is just, we, we've seen what he's done. He's been a, a an RB1, top five RB for like three, four seasons in a row now. And if you can get 80% of that, maybe you get um, not top five, but let's say fringe RB1 with James Cook, like 12 to 14 or 10 to 14, somewhere in that range, right? And you're getting him with the 110. Actually, what you're actually getting him with is the 201 right now which is just, it's crazy value. Rashad White, same thing. I know that he's got a lot of competition. He went to Tampa Bay. Um, he's got Fournette in front of him, but Fournette's gotten banged up quite a bit the last couple of years. If you watch him run, if you actually watch him play, it's not very exciting. Fournette's not the, he's not a spring chicken. We'll say it that way. So um, Rashad White definitely has some potential value this season and long-term definitely has some value. And he was my, he was a top five guy for me pre-draft. Where did I actually have him ranked? I had him as my number five guy, uh, or sorry, number three guy uh, pre-draft. Um, and again, he went to a great landing spot. So I don't know why he's the 202, uh, why we're taking all Jahan Dotson for real. He's the 111. Like uh, the amount of hate that Carson Wentz gets and the fact that Jahan Dotson is still a, top, a first round pick it, it does not compute in my brain. Again, the uh, the quarterbacks in the second round, Matt Corral might be the best value quarterback in this entire draft just because the Panthers traded up. He's the best quarterback on that team. 
It's super flex. You're going to need these guys. So if you can get him with the, the 207, I think it's going to be another steal of draft. So uh, moral of the story, and I'll wrap it up here, is go get second-round picks. If you have a, a first-round pick, try and trade back into the second because I really, really love the value of those second-round picks. Um, I do like the, the top seven picks. Again, you could pick your poison with any of those seven guys, and I'd be happy with it. But if you traded from the 107 to... I don't know, the 201 got a future second or third or something on top of it, whatever you feel is worth it to trade back there. I, I'm not convinced that the, the difference between Chris Olave and James Cook is is that drastic, you know? I still feel really good about them or Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter or whoever you want to take at the 201 because all these guys are really, really good. So um, that's my thoughts here on the consensus rankings after a few days and of settling down and we've gotten a little bit more time to break it all down and see how people are going to shake this out and yeah I think that the wide receivers I love them quite a bit and it's a very good year to need a wide receiver if you don't need a running back I have no problem taking Sky Moore at the 110 Jahan Dotson Christian Watson at the 112 I don't mind taking those guys there but if you really need a running back yeah I'm definitely or a quarterback even I'm taking any of those guys over all three of these. So um, that's my thoughts there. Let me know what you what you guys think. Please uh, be, I'm not very good at, at, at uh, promoting myself, if you can tell. I'm not the smoothest of transitioners. Um, maybe in, in 10 years after I've been doing this forever, I'll get a little bit better, but my brain is just not that slick at this. But please uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I think, uh, I don't understand YouTube. This is only my second YouTube live. I really want to figure out, I know there's a way to um, bring in like graphics and stuff because I don't want you guys just to look at me this whole time. I'm My my face is, is not something you really want to look at this whole time. So um, I want to want to try and get graphics up here. And I know there's a way to do it, but uh, this is only my second, second YouTube live. So I'm still kind of just getting my feet wet on that. And again, I got my anniversary tomorrow. So uh, haven't really had a ton of time to explore in that, plus all the rookie drafts keeping me busy. So um, thank you guys again for joining me, listening to my consensus review here, and uh, just a quick preview of what I'm going to be talking about here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to start going through some overall rankings, the top 10, uh, probably the top 12 quarterbacks, top 24 running backs, wide receivers, and top 12 tight ends going into the season. Um, I know some people are going to have some startups starting here in the next couple weeks. So I'm going to give my overall rankings for all of them. And then I'm going to start getting into some value players, bus players, some sleepers, um, trading advice. And then I'm going to try and start doing the Friday podcast with a, uh, a guest every single Friday. So that's on my list of what I want to start getting done here. Just got to figure out how to do the Friday ones, but Again, thank you guys so much for joining me and good night.